0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Hello and welcome back to another edition of Battle Red Radio. I'm your host, Colt Molesky, and I'm joined by producer Nico. And we have a tough, tough assignment today. We are trying to figure out how to break down this Tennessee Titans, Houston Texans win that finished with the Tennessee Titans taking the game 17,10 on the road over the Texans. And the tough part is not sounding so desperately down in the dumps about the rest of this season when this is definitely the worst game for the Texans. Right? Right Nico. This is the worst game. Uh the, an so argument an year.
0: argument could be made that last week was worse. Uh but definitely not a great back-to-back uh coming off of the two-week undefeated streak we go 2-0, uh, go 0-2 <laughs> in two of our worst-looking games ever, so I'm glad to see the bounce back is strong. Glad we are Glad we're coming out of it, you know, looking looking positive. And only with I mean, better teams be on nice. the horizon. Oof.
1: It'd be nice to uh it'd be nice to try and put some sort of positive spin on it. And obviously we talked about this last week, obviously draft position is a big deal and I'm sure a lot of fans will be relying on that as lots of people I'm sure who are in Houston are looking ahead to the draft and looking ahead to that draft class.
0: Yeah, we're just but we're just smarter. We we just we're losing on purpose now.
1: Well, the tough part. Why I think this is a candidate for the worst game thus far this season is after, uh, after we recorded Friday's show, it was announced uh, before this game that Ryan Tannehill uh, would miss the the game. He's he's out with, uh, I believe it's a knee injury. Correct, and so if memory serves, and so. It was Malik Willis's first start. He's the quarterback they drafted out of Liberty. Had some really good-looking preseason moments, but obviously it's been Tannehill this season, and so he gets his first start. This is a situation where you're at home. You're facing a division opponent, and yes, we have the well-worn trail of their run defense uh imprinted on all of our memories already this season but you think well young quarterback maybe you can force him into some mistakes unfortunately the running attack for the Titans was so good and the run defense for the Texans so bad it didn't matter it literally did not matter that Malik Will- Mal- <clears throat> excuse me Malik Willis went 6 of 10 for 55 yards and a pick none of that mattered That's how bad this game was, is that the quarterback, the most important position in football, was not a factor in this game for the Titans. It didn't matter that he didn't play really well. It didn't matter that he really didn't have much of an impact. Uh, And and they didn't really need to try and get a a ton of different people running the ball or getting the ball moving side to side. I mean, you had three people – record carries in this game, Derrick Henry obviously, Dontrell Hilliard, and Willis. Uh, it wasn't like they were running a bunch of jet sweeps or trying to uh, gimmick it. They just weren't going to put it on Willis's shoulders, and Derrick Henry carried the ball 32 times, 219 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, I believe, and I, I can't credit, I, I saw this on Twitter, I can't credit who posted this stat, but I believe Derrick Henry joined as far as how many career two hundred yard rushing games he's had. He joins like Adrian Peterson and OJ Simpson for, uh, for that stat for how many two hundred yard games he's had in his career was six, I believe the number is, and he he was just absolutely went insane, averaged six point eight yards per carry, and they finished the Titans as a team with three hundred fourteen rushing yards. That was insane, and it's really something. It's a really a special kind of bad when you're getting run over so completely on the ground that you don't need the quarterback to be a factor, Nico.
0: Right. And somehow they only scored 17 points. I don't understand how. Like, you know, I don't know how you run 2 million yards and you still only score 17 points.
1: Well, let's go through this game a little bit because I have I have a question for you. But first, let's go through a couple of these. Uh, a couple of these drives and then we'll look at love it and leave it before we hit final thoughts for all that let's go through some of these drives though because you start out the game right off the bat you have a missed field goal by uh by the titans you have the interception from mills and immediately force the titans to punt you have a couple of punts and then uh you have an interception from the Titans. So they've missed a field goal, it's been punting back and forth. You, the interception doesn't burn you. Now you have an interception from the the young rookie QB and they get points off of it the Texans do, but they're <laughs> the the here is their drive after the interception. Uh, first and 10 Rex Burkhead incomplete pass. Yes, you. I, I that was correct. It was Rex Burkhead attempting a pass incomplete. They're trying desperately to get the offense going in some way. Uh, and grant you, this is at Tennessee's ten, at the Tennessee eleven, so they're set up to really go and take this game here. Then you have uh, Davis Mills pass incomplete to OJ Howard. You have Davis Mills taking a thirteen yard sack. On 3rd and 10 and then 4th and 23 you have the field goal Nico when they intercepted the ball and got the field goal off the turnover did you feel like the game was turning around or maybe they were going to be able to steal one or did you think wow this is just an ugly game and they lose for sure because when and they've done this uh, a couple of games now where they get a turnover The drive after the turnover is horrendous and finishes with negative yardage. And then they go on to have just a porous showing. I believe it was the Bears game where they did that as well, and then they're no-showed in that fourth quarter. And they really pretty much no-showed the rest of the game after that point. Yeah, we got, what, one
0: touchdown in the fourth quarter, and that was the end of it? Or seven points at least? I don't even know if it was a touchdown. I don't even remember.
1: But like they they did get a touchdown, uh, at the very end of the game. There was four minutes left, so so we didn't lose. And we'll get to that in a second. We didn't but lose it, it seventeen to three
0: is the more important thing.
1: <laughs> well, it, it's just crazy to think that they looked just so anemic on offense that that you, you really in, even in that moment when you have the turnover and points off the turnover, it really didn't feel like they were taking control of a game or they were going to be able to wrestle this. This game away from the Titans, it looked like they were a bad team that kind of stumbled on uh, a little bit of a, a gem early on uh, when the Titans were struggling because they have a rookie quarterback in, but they never felt like they were in control of this game. And then you go on to see, I mean, the Titans, they this played out exactly how they wanted it to play out when you have your rookie in there. They played field position lots of punts. They weren't going to overextend trying to keep away from turnovers, Uh, and they were just going to keep chipping away on the ground, keep chipping away on the ground, and you saw that they had the touchdown after they got really good field position in that third quarter, and uh, you had Derrick Henry break a long run over 20 yards for that touchdown, and then he just kept chipping away and chipping away, and he finishes with two touchdowns over 200 yards. Uh, They finish as a team with over 300 yards, and that was exactly the game plan. Was They were going to put it on the ground because they knew the Texans couldn't do anything about it. Right. Our run defense is just even, so terrible that, like,
0: there's nothing we could do. But, I mean, yeah. in terms of, like, conversion, they 300, 300 yards and somehow they can only manage 17 points. <laughs> this team isn't good. Their 5-2 record is so deceiving.
1: Well, and again, too, I mean, it's like you had – the interception uh, from your rookie quarterback. You're starting your rookie quarterback. They had one drive halted because they had the fumble from Robert Woods. I uh, so again, like some of this stuff, you can say, oh well, it's it's the rookie quarterback, and you probably wouldn't be wrong that they weren't opening it up on the Texans. But again, it's I I think this game is gonna. You look back and you you're gonna say it says more about the Texans and where they're at than the Tennessee Titans. I think because. They didn't want to overextend themselves with a the rookie in there at quarterback. Uh, and then even I mean, even the one drive that looked good when it was and again, they didn't put on a ton of points, so it's a seventeen seventeen to three. That's still a two possession game. It's there's four at four oh three is in the fourth quarter is when the Texans started their touchdown drive, but it was a twelve play, ninety yard drive that finished at the I uh, the 17 second mark. So I mean, like they literally ran the clock down for the Titans in that game to end up by uh, to end up losing by seven. So they, I I think that if there was any qualms about Davis Mills not being the guy, the fact that he couldn't figure out a way to out duel really Malik Willis is. Is pretty much proof that he's going to be a backup and it's time to, to really zero in the conversation about, okay, what what's the quarterback of the future look like? What are the pieces that they need to put around him? Uh, I This wasn't exactly the selling high game that I think we had envisioned last week when we were doing the Brandon Cooks trade podcast, but uh, he did have four catches for 73 yards. I think now you you start to see over the next couple of days, maybe some pieces moving out of. Of Houston and really getting ready for the future it's going to be a slog as far as the the rest of the season is concerned for all of us that are watching them Uh, if you're a fan if you're covering the team it's going to be a a bit of a slog here but I I think that you now have a direction on this team more ironed out there's there's not going to be I mean the direction was always there but we're not going to have any more of the conversations of listen I get that they're that they're not a good team or I get that they haven't had uh much success in the wing column but they are only a couple games out of the top of the division because the division's so bad I think those conversations end this week if you were having them in your circle of friends or the circle of people you know who fall the Houston Texans I think those officially die today right
0: uh I mean like you can always have hope and dreams but you know a lot of those don't come true but No.
1: no 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 you cannot
0: yeah, you can't have hopes, you can't have dreams.
1: The hopes and dreams for the Texans season this year as far as winning is concerned, it, they're dead. They I are, I need I need
0: two I need two more games. I need to win two more games so we can be above what they thought we were going to win all of two games.
1: Uh We looked a lot better in the I, first
0: half of the season, I'm not going to lie to you, but uh if anything this it's, this game is much
1: like how they play in the games. Right, yeah. The first half team.
0: Right. And like <laughs> Now, But now we, now we know what the problems are, is our offense is bad, we don't have a good quarterback, and our run defense is bad. So at least we have recognizable areas that we can improve on.
1: Honestly, if you're looking at this Texans team, obviously quarterback is going to be the first pick, maybe the first couple of picks. After quarterback, I think... I know that people would probably say tight end receivers. I think all of your draft capital really should be directed towards defensive tackles, maybe middle linebacker, uh, as well as offensive tackles. You, you, they need somebody The run defense is out of control. The run defenses is, is really out of control. And then on the offensive side of things, you got to invest capital. If you're going to draft a young guy, you don't just want to throw him to the sharks. You want you want guys protecting him and having his back in there. And so, bolstering up that offensive line I think will be a big deal in this draft. But the the run defense is absolutely absurd.
0: Yeah, it's probably it's it's definitely priority number 2 here. Or if you're getting an offense because, again, like we've said, we've talked about this before on the show, but you're, a better offense also improves defense because it means they spend less time on the field.
1: Well, and they have a good running back. You have uh, some some pieces. You don't have an elite wide receiver. Now, the the looming question is uh, if Menchie can come back and, and be the receiver you saw at Alabama after – uh, he he heals up and, and he he gets better and and, and we're, i know everybody's hoping that he beats uh beats this illness and comes back as good as he was before but if he comes back you kind of have like a you potentially it, it, best case scenario have a, a elite receiver waiting the wins maybe a little bit but i don't know i i would rather if you're have a guy let's just say they draft like a cj Stroud If you're bringing a a guy like C.J. Stroud, I would want to shore up the trenches after drafting a guy like that and have him make it work with uh, a weird mix of Philip Dorsett and uh, Jordan Howard, or or, excuse me, O.J. Howard, Brevin Jordan, uh, (laughs) Atkins, uh, Collins, a weird smattering of those guys versus drafting him and a receiver and then having the defensive problems, having the offensive line problems, you know?
0: learn more at marines.com yeah and i feel like we kind of moved away from the offensive line discussion just cuz our quarterback is so bad like i feel like just, he's just not as much of a threat anymore but i think that that problem will arise later although it did seem like we did pretty good on the draft for that front so we will see i mean yeah
1: they they have young guys they just need uh, they need depth you, now you need some depth now yeah, yeah exactly and i mean yeah, it's it's okay. It's not great. I mean, the Titans finished this game with three sacks, eight tackles for loss, six QB hits. Uh, so they're they're still getting pressure. You're still able to get pressure. But yeah, the the defensive front desperately needs to be a draft with needs to be addressed with draft talent, maybe a free agent signing something because this is this is insanity. It's ridiculous. Uh. And yeah, I mean we might as well we might as well get into that and love it and leave it. Uh before we do that though, let's let's get to some sponsors as we I I don't wanna just cap it with uh with just how bad that do you is there any is there a silver lining that you could find, Nico, Uh, in this game?
0: There's a direction we're moving towards. That's the that's the silver lining. (laughs)
1: There you go there you go I mean there's some solid there's some solidarity in knowing that you you don't have the guy we're not and
0: that, we're not just floundering we're we're just it, doing bad because we're not good yet
1: exactly it, that's that's a good way to put it and you know what you know what again there were not a ton of expectations I think you get more excited about a team like the Texans when they're in a bad division early in the season and everybody's doing bad and you go oh maybe you know, You find a steal win there. You find a win there, beat a couple division opponents. All of a sudden, you're kind of in the hunt for it. Uh, And kind of like a Carolina Panthers. I mean, that's not a good team, but it's a bad division. and They're figuring out a way to get in the hunt for that division title. You kind of thought maybe Texans could be similar to that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you're right. Now they have a direction. And uh, you think about... You think about a guy like, and, and I get that he's young, so maybe this is a year too early, but it kind of feels like Mac Jones isn't the guy, even though the Patriots draft him and there's hope that he could be the next starting quarterback for several years there uh, in New England. It kind of feels like he's not the guy, but they're not super sure about it yet. He could be the guy, maybe he is, but he's not the guy that's going to be their quarterback. I think there's a... a certain security and knowing that you know what this guy that we weren't sure about maybe that stretch they ended last year with you go oh maybe maybe they found a gem here is it possible uh after the rough start and then some games like this one i think that you know now he's not the guy and there's i i think that's that's good for the direction of this team like you said you're like you're saying
0: yeah we have our we the dream that we're gonna win this division somehow has sailed. But there is another boat on the horizon. We're going to be fine, eventually. <laughs> Just not this exactly. time. It's looking rough, boys. Right, there
1: we go. <laughs> that, that's a better note to, to end on a little bit of silver linings. On that note, let's hear from some
2: sponsors. Okay, everybody. Let me tell you all about the Adventure Begins Comics Games and more Adventure Stadium. That's right. And We already know about the great and wonderful comics and, tra- and trading card store they have on the first floor. They also now have on the second floor a sports memorabilia store, and sports trading cards. It's awesome. Get up there to the stadium right there at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard, Suite 130, the second floor above the the original Adventure Begins, and the Marcel Town Center. Make sure to check them out. The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more, the Adventure Stadium. Let me tell you guys about the latest party to hit the Houston scene, custom geek parties. Everything from corporate team-building exercises, geek-themed weddings, RPG parties, board game parties, cosplay parties, and more. Call Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle Geek Party at 281-746-4260. Gamers Inner Circle, are you in yet? It's never a good idea to drink and drive, but what if you had a few beers at the game and you know you're not drunk, but you get pulled over and arrested anyway? You need a law firm that knows how to try DWIs. Someone who won't just plead you out quickly. You need a lawyer who has spent hundreds of hours in a hands-on lab course learning the sciences used in DWI cases. A lawyer ACS qualified to be designated a lawyer scientist because these cases aren't like other kinds of cases. Your positive outcomes may very well depend on who better understands and presents the science at trial. Attorney Brian Asin is a designated lawyer scientist and the lawyers at Asin Law Firm have successfully tried and won many of these cases. Call ASIN Law Firm at 832-209-2297. That's ASIN Law Firm at 832-209-2297. Or visit DWILawyerHouston.com. It's time to trade in your face mask for masks, load up the hoppers, and go to war with your friends. Too hot? Too rainy? Too cold? Splat Zone Indoor Paintball has you covered. Literally. It's Splat Zone Indoor Paintball. Round up the family and get to one one two six zero Hemstead to check out Splat Zone Indoor Paintball today. Family friendly, low impact activities for everybody. Go check them out. One one two six zero Hemstead. Splat Zone Indoor Paintball.
1: Welcome back in. So we're gonna do the segment we do every single Sunday night when we're recording the Monday show. Love it and leave it picking something that I loved, hope to see again next week, and then something that I'm hoping stays in prior weeks. And I'm going to try, and again, there's not a ton to to love this week, but you know what? The Texans figuring out ways... I get that turnovers are kind of a fluky thing, uh, but the Texans figuring out ways to get turnovers and not give up tons of points in more games than than other like they had the the Chargers give up 34 games or 34 points excuse me I mean the Chargers offense it can really hum sometimes we know that and the Raiders offense too can I know they looked horrible against the Saints but they also have been in dogfights with the Chargers with the Chiefs, that offense can really hum at times too. They gave up 38 points to the Raiders, but other than those two teams, they're able to keep opponents in that 20-point range. You have the Colts at 20, Broncos 16, Bears 23, Jaguars at 6, and then the Tennessee Titans at 17 points. They're not going to give up, it seems, oodles of points to you, even though they have, that glaring weakness on the ground and they're, they're able to finagle and find and, and discover turnovers in a lot of these games and uh, it didn't win them the game, obviously this round, but they were able to win the turnover battle. And so the, the defense is, is still frisky despite it's so weird that the defense is frisky. And at the same time you can run whenever you want. I don't know if I remember a team that has a defense quite so Polarizing, yeah, because it's it's back end.
0: It's so good and so terrible all at the same time. Because you can run a million yards, but again, over three hundred yards in this game, less than twenty one points.
1: Keeping the bend but don't break, break mantra going. Unfortunately, they don't have an offense that can take advantage of of that. And uh, and if you, the other side of it is, if you do give a team a chance to. Get all those yards all the time. Chances are they're probably gonna score some of the time. So, uh yeah, it's it's a very weird. It's a very a, a lesser a, a lesser team would have lost this game like thirty to ten, and that's probably what the score should have been. And maybe maybe that is what the score is if Tannehill is in. Maybe maybe again, it's I'm not giving him too much of a pat on the back that they held Malik Willis to seventeen, but. I don't know. It's a very weird defense.
0: It is. It is very odd. It it gives up a million yards, but somehow doesn't give up a million points, which doesn't make any sense. And maybe yeah. Corey is onto something where teams just aren't getting aren't just aren't secure in the bag. I don't know.
1: I don't know what's going on, but I I do like that they are figuring out a way to keep teams it seems out of the end zone in more of these games than uh than they are allowing blowouts as far as the scoring board is concerned the scoreboard's concerned and and they're they're figuring out they're still figuring out ways to to get some turnovers in these games so I'm loving that all right the run defense is there a way to fix this in season is there something that they can do to fix this in season because they were literally running the ball any which way they wanted to I mean when when Dontrell Hilliard is is running for 8 for 83, 10.4 yards per carry, I get that Henry is, is weakening you. But, I mean, it's literally anybody can get yards on this team. Anybody can get yards on this team when they want. And it's going to get worse, I think. I think it will get worse because you have the Eagles on a short week. The Eagles just demolished. Absolutely demolished the Steelers today. And then you have the Giants, who that's all they want to do is run the ball. That's all they want to do is stack up tight ends and an extra lineman and uh, Barkley. I mean, in that game the other week, uh, obviously they went down to to Seattle this week. But in the game uh, they had two weeks ago, how many pass attempts did Daniel Jones have in that second half? Wasn't it something crazy like one or two? that he finished with in the second half of, of that uh of that victory to win the game. I mean they want to run the ball. So they're gonna be going up again and that's the thing too is that it's crazy when you have such a glaring weakness that there's no way it seems that this team can game plan around their shortcoming. Right. And I
0: think I don't think you can solve it this season because I think we would have already tried <laughs> Like, if this was us trying, this is a really bad sign. <laughs>
1: yeah. And the other thing, too, is that, like, let's just say uh, the Eagles are a really good offense. And so this will this will be a better strategy for, against the Giants. But let's just say that the Texans are able to have the success of keeping both these next two opponents out of the end zone like they did the Titans, despite the fact that they ran for a billion yards. Here's the thing. Both those teams have amazing offenses. So even if you're keeping the Eagles to a bunch of field goals and you're keeping the Giants to a bunch of field goals, both those teams have defenses that can win games 17 to, to 3. Both those both those teams can the the Giants will win a game 12 0. I bet they'll win that game twelve they'll be perfectly fine winning that game twelve zero if that's the strategy. So you can't go into into the game, thinking, well, if we have the bend, don't break defense. Maybe you could try and get some points on, and at least stay competitive in this game. It's going to be brutal. So they've got to figure out something. I uh, I don't know if it's just absolutely stacking the box and making just forcing teams into throwing or and putting guys out on an island. I don't know if it means trying to to blitz into the running game a little more. But there has to be and, and again, I'm not saying to fix the like to fix the problem as in combat it so that teams aren't able to run efficiently against you. I'm not asking for that. That's clearly that has that ship has sailed weeks ago. But there's no way that a team should be able to run over three hundred yards on you while averaging seven yards a carry. That's insane. That's absolutely nuts
0: but only 17 points like it's tough cuz even if they made the field goal we lose the game 20 to 10 like it's still less it's still sub 21 so i know I, but
1: and, and and i get that 17 points i mean they did a good job but again it, it was a rookie quarterback and so. no i think
0: every every the problem with the bend don't break mentality is that like You will break when it's you're losing a a trillion points to nothing. Like so much good faith and goodwill only gets you so far.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And
0: we haven't we haven't really played against a team that is like truly offensively powerful and we somehow still lost by like a million points against the Raiders.
1: And the tough part is for this next game against the Eagles, like I really don't think you want to put Derek Stingley Jr. on an island against AJ Brown, you know that's a big physical receiver that's just going to just going to put him in a torture chamber for four quarters. So the running game is not going to get better. The running defense, excuse me, not going to get better next week. Probably not going to get better two weeks from now. Uh, but that's what I would like to to leave and. and and again, I don't know if they can fix it, but maybe there's ways to to scheme it up to to where it it's not going to to hurt you as much. Because when you're given, like you're saying, Nico, when you're giving good teams that many shots at the at the dartboard to to score, they're probably going to take advantage of it. Unlike a Tennessee Titans, where they end up with just 17 points.
0: Right, and this is honestly this this next game is going to be one where this is our first like real offense that we're playing against if I'm, like, if I'm being 100% real. <laughs> like, I feel like we haven't played against anyone this good yet. I mean, they're 7-0. Well, uh, like, this is literally the best team in the game right now.
1: <laughs> that's 100% true. And and I think this starts a stretch of where you are playing offenses that are actually, like, that good, you know? Because actually put together. Eagles, I think the Dolphins are actually that good. I think that uh, the Chiefs, obviously, are that good. We'll see what the Browns look like first game back with Deshaun Watson for that game. We'll see what that version of the Browns offense looks like, but that could potentially be an offense that's that good uh, if Deshaun is anything like how he played before the suspension. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys might be that good as well, looking at how good they look today. So they're going into a run of the where they are playing offenses that are really going to burn them for such gaping, glaring uh, problems like their run defense. After I would say a probably a softer start to the season. Yeah, so definitely. Be- this is
0: it's it's not looking brighter. It's uh, it's looking a lot scarier. It'll unfortunately- be a tough end of the
1: season, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and for like we'll see. Like again, time will time will be the tailor, but it's it's looking rough, boys.
1: So, but but yeah, let's leave over three hundred rushing yards. Let's try and leave that in, in this week. Uh, final thoughts Yeah <sighs> Final thoughts. Uh, my final thought on this game was actually on the AFC South in general, and how interesting how we I know myself included a lot of people go into this season and you're thinking uh is it finally the year where the indianapolis colts not that they have a a franchise quarterback necessarily but just a quarterback a year-long quarterback rental that can be good enough not to rock the boat with all the other pieces they seem to have on the roster and then they look terrible through vast portions of this season you go in and there's a couple of spots where ooh. Oh, the Jaguars. Maybe the Jaguars want to actually make a run at taking over the AFC South. Look at how they destroyed the Chargers. Maybe the Jaguars are ready to step up. And then, oh, no, I, I think the Jaguars are probably still the Jaguars. And after after all is said and done, it feels like the Tennessee Titans are, are back and going to be sitting on top of this division. As, as weird as some of their games have been, as strange as that offense outside of Derrick Henry might seem, with missing pieces, with young guys not stepping up, uh, injuries to their quarterback, uh, you're missing pieces on defense. They've been absolutely dismantled in some of these games, but they're sitting here at 5-2, and two, and it looks like it's going to be uh, the same story that we've seen the last couple of seasons where the Titans kind of just run away with this division. After the, se- the start of the season going into uh, – going into the season it looked like maybe there was a couple other teams that wanted to take it nope it might just be the titans and it's going to be a little bit by default because the other teams are really bad
0: <laughs> like this is this is honestly like this is probably the worst division champion so far that i've seen like ever <laughs> like somehow the tennessee titans are ahead of their division simply by like being the tiniest bit better than everyone else because we're all so terrible.
1: <laughs> they're they're division champs only because they get to play the teams in their division so many times. <laughs> right? They're like we're, t- we're
0: we're seven and ten, but we're division champions.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not really impressive, and I'm not saying they're gonna go on some sort of run or anything, but I guess I mean. They are just going to be consistent, and the rest of the division is going to be consistently bad, and that's going to be enough. Tennessee Titans, I guess, hang the banner. You're back. You're back on top.
0: <laughs> that's right. We take a W.
1: There you go. Well, it'll be an interesting run this week as we get ready for the Eagles. Uh, I'm not anticipating a lot of positivity for the Texas chances. But hey, you know what? It'll be coming earlier and you'll have it Thursday night. And so going into the weekend, we'll have a game recap for you. We we'll have a game recap on Sunday going into Monday, a game recap Thursday night when we record going into Friday in the weekend. So yeah, I guess I guess that's something. Guess that you know what? Got that going for us.
0: At least we have that.
1: Exactly. Well, Nico, as always, it's a pleasure. He's producer Nico. I'm Colt Molesky, and I'd like to remind you first, wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribing. Please, please, please. It means the the world to us, as well as going and checking out the Battle Red blog. This has been another installment of Battle Red Radio.